Welcome to the Open Adoption Project. We're the Nelsons. I'm Lynette, and in this episode, my husband Sean is going to be interviewing Carrie, a birth mother. We're really excited to share this interview with you. are so excited to be sharing our first interview episode. In this episode, we're talking to Carrie. She is a birth mother, and in fact, she is our daughter's birth mom. Carrie has been a part of our lives since about 10 years ago, and she is such an amazing person. We really figured out open adoption together, and it was a huge learning process as we've been talking about in these past few episodes. She's amazing. She is such a loving and good, genuine person. I think of her as a sister. We have a great relationship. She's 100% family to us and obviously to our daughter. She just has the best heart. Carrie has a degree in social work. She works for a company that hosts online profiles for hopeful adoptive parents. Her work involves reviewing profiles and giving feedback and advice on those profiles. Carrie and her husband, Daniel, enjoy hanging out with friends and family. They also enjoy watching anime and playing board games. She's a really wonderful person. We love her so much, and we hope that you enjoy learning from her and her experiences. Okay, so we are on with Carrie now. We're super happy to have you on the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Not a problem, Sean. So we just wanted you to start by sharing your story with us, telling about the adoption experience and your journey with adoption. Sound good? Oh, yeah. Sounds good. All right. It's been nearly 10 years, so it should be fresh in my memory, right? Right. <laughs> um, okay. Where to start? I guess finding out I was pregnant, um, which was totally not planned. Um wasn't married. I just had a boyfriend and nothing too, you know, noteworthy. I mean, I was 19. I found out I was pregnant and my first thought was crap, you know, because my family didn't know I was doing stuff like that. It was terrifying. I also knew my initial thought was that I was going to place her. I didn't have a thought in my head at all to keep her, I instantly knew that she was going to be placed with someone else. And I didn't know where that thought came from, but initially I knew I was placing her. My boyfriend at the time, he didn't really care what we did as long as I stayed around with him. At the time, you know, I thought things were going well with him and I, but in reality, really wasn't. And He helped me try to find a family, and that was kind of difficult. (laughs) There were a few families that we kind of looked. There was a few months that we just kept on looking, and nothing just, like, spoke out to me or him. And then we kind of took a break because it's it's, it's exhausting, (laughs) like, (laughs) trying to find the right family. It It was tiring, you know, and... And also very emotional. It's it's a whole different emotional standpoint. So we took a few months off. And then I'm like, okay, I need to look again. And then I started looking for things that 
were similar to the things I liked. We try to look for similarities that our future child would have some form of resemblance of who we were. Man, I'm going to cry. I'm sorry. And there were a few people that we found Then we sent out the questionnaires. I think it was like four families that we sent those questionnaires out to. But it was strange on how some families just sent one sentence answers. Like, what type of neighborhood is your neighborhood like? And they're like, oh, it's a good neighborhood. And it's like, okay, that's awesome. But why? Why? Um, But then you sent back (laughs) paragraphs (laughs) the very next day. And it's like, this is what we're looking for. And instantly, I... I knew it's a very strange feeling because it's like I knew instantly. And then there was this other family who sent us paragraphs too, but it didn't feel right. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, we're we're gonna pray and fast for you and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, I'm glad that you're willing to do that, but I'm sorry we found another family. And I felt bad telling them that. But at the same time, I didn't care, (laughs) you know, and this was before we told you guys, actually getting you guys to know that we wanted you guys as her parents. For those that don't know or haven't listened to the other previous podcasts, I had a social worker helping me find families and place and all that other fun stuff. (laughs) In episode one, in the... (laughs) interview with our daughter when she talked about you she said that so adorable. yeah i think she said like she her her assistant helped her find a family yeah, yeah. i mean in in her language that's that's about that's about right oh, i thought that was adorable i'm like assistant okay yeah that that works <laughs> um so my assistant <laughs> helped me you know do all that other law stuff and I told it was funny I told my social worker I'm like we've already chosen a family and we want to I want you to guess who it is and because we sent her the list of the people that we were thinking about and we sent her a list and then when I finally met up with her I'm like we've already chosen a family we want you to guess and then she's all like it's Sean Lynette isn't it I'm like how did you know (laughs) And then she's like, they just fit exactly everything you guys were looking for. And, and that even solidified it a little more with me too. It's like everything fell into place. I mean, I didn't recognize it at the time because everything was still so emotionally raw. I mean, even I'm still kind of crying now, but yeah, when, when we told her, we wanted to see you guys and actually really have a face to face I, I, I told my social worker, I'm like, don't tell them that we're going to place with them. Just don't. We want to do it. And she's like, okay, that's fine. Then I asked to visit with them on Valentine's Day. I literally cannot explain how much the Lord had in my life and including yours on how much everything just fell into place. And I didn't recognize that until way later. Um, So that's kind of just the adoption part. 
So we had a few people who listen to the podcast or follow us on Instagram submit a few questions. One of them revolved around the hospital experience, and it was kind of mm-hmm. twofold. So the first, the first part of this question is related more toward birth mothers. Like, what advice would you give mm-hmm. to them as they're preparing to place while they're in the hospital? And then the other side, what advice would you give to prospective adoptive parents who are in that time where... You know, the hospital is crazy. Yeah, we're, it, it is crazy, right? <laughs> so yeah, go ahead and answer that however you'd like. All right. So my experience in the hospital wasn't an ordinary experience in the hospital. Um, I kind of hope for something different. You know, there, there's a lot of things I would love to change, but at the same time, not at all. This one got me really emotional on your podcast because it brought up a lot of memories that I completely forgot, you know? Um, For me personally, advice that I would give birth mothers is constantly talk to the adoptive parents and have that constant communication. There were times even for me, I felt I didn't have that. But I know you guys loved my daughter so much that it wouldn't matter what I thought as long as she was happy. My advice is to constantly have that open communication. Even if you're hurting, just be open. And hopefully the adoptive parents will understand. Just talk to them about it. (laughs) I remember one time my daughter was still in the NIC unit and I just wasn't ready to sign the paperwork yet. And I know it hurt them so much, but then I felt like I was being selfish. And that's interesting to hear that you guys felt selfish too. (laughs) I thought I was the only one. Definitely not, (laughs) definitely not. (laughs) Cause I felt like, well, they're gonna have her for the rest of their life. But I only have this brief moment but when I saw Lynette, I couldn't do that to you guys. So that's when we signed that that day. <laughs> and then surprised you guys instead. <laughs> also, I would say let the hospital know your situation. Also, for adoptive parents, I be willing to talk to the birth parents of your soon-to-be child. I, Charlinette, yes, had so many emotions, you know, but so did I. Um, Even though there were times it was hard, like Sean said, there is, we're like family, but with every family situation, there's going to be some headbutting talk to the birth parents you know if you have a chance to get to know them before the child is born take that time to get to know who they are i know that played a huge factor because i knew you guys what three months or so before she was born yeah i think from the time you actually picked us to the time she was due, I think that was nine weeks, but you had been yeah. looking at us for a couple of weeks before that. And then she yeah. ended up coming early. Right. And so, yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, she was just ready to come, but um, we, but we had a few months to get to know each other. Yeah, we did. I mean, I think we even went out to Neaters, I think before that, Yeah. when you guys came to her ultrasound, 
for me, my hospital experience, um, personally, I wanted, I wanted you guys to experience everything that you could that I would experience like that first ultrasound. I, I did want you guys in the birthing room if you guys wanted to be there and I'm glad you guys had that opportunity. Um, us too. <laughs> it, it may have been awkward, but I'm glad no. you guys had it was that opportunity because at the time I couldn't imagine not giving birth to a child like and so I wanted you guys to have any experience that you could because I didn't know if you guys would ever you know have that opportunity um so I'll reiterate um birth moms talk to the adoptive parents as much as you can don't be afraid to ask them questions don't be afraid to tell them what you want um, and adopted parents, don't be afraid to listen. I Yes, it's going to be hard, you know, because you never know if the birth parents aren't going to just change their mind. But let them get to know you. If you're going to have an open adoption, they are going to become family if you're willing to let them. Awesome. Thank you. So the other question that we received from one of the people that follow us is about choosing an adoptive family. And you talked you talked a little bit about that when you shared your story, but some specific questions that they asked were what what stood out in profiles to you or what were you looking at when you were looking at profiles? And maybe maybe this will be more helpful the second question is what advice would you give to hopeful adoptive parents that are creating a profile? Well, I have all sorts of experience of people building profiles. Yeah, like we said in the introduction, Carrie Carrie works and is able to review adoption mm-hmm. profiles and give couples feedback. So what mm-hmm. what are some general pieces of advice that you would give to couples that are building their profile? I'll start with what stood out to profiles I was looking at the time, and then I'll work into it. At the time, I kind of already mentioned, you know, things that were similar to who I was, close to my age range. So that was one thing. The things that you guys liked and things that we liked. I really loved your pictures. (laughs) Your silly little party pictures. (laughs) I'm like, oh, this is great. <laughs> She'll never get bored. <laughs> I think that I think you're specifically referring to a Harry Potter party that we had and people yeah. all dress up, right? Yep. That would be the one. <laughs> and I loved it. You know, I wasn't per se a Harry Potter fan, but I still I still loved it. You can't really guess what people are gonna like about you. You just have to be truly honest with who you are. And I feel that when the time is right, someone's going to love who you are. So how I knew you guys were right for her, that was more of instinctual. It was, it was really weird for me. Cause like I instantly knew when you guys sent back those first answers to that questionnaire, I, I instantly knew. So if I could summarize what you said, I would say be authentic, be yourself. 
show who you are through pictures, help people understand who you are. Those will convey a lot of meaning. Those two things for you, at least that's, that's your recommendation. Awesome. And for the question about advice of building a profile, um, like Sean said, I actually review profiles for helpful adopted parents. There's a lot of advice I could give. The biggest ones, like I've already stated, be yourself. Try to add as much as you can about who you are, because the more you have, more of a connection that they can have with you. Have pictures and recommendations and letters and all that other stuff. And I always state, add more if you can, because you don't know what little thing could cause that instant connection. Like I had with Sean Lynette, it was just the little response of an email. The littlest things could cause it. So my suggestion in building a profile really just have fun put as much as you can the more honesty you have behind it people people can feel it it's there it it's weird on how it happens but the feeling is there when you're genuine when we were over at your house a couple of days ago you had mentioned a little bit about like endorsements that people get from others can you talk a little bit about that so endorsements or recommendations recommendation is Basically, anybody that could just say who you are as a person. You guys even had like coworkers on there. And your coworkers stated on how how you were as people and how you would be as future parents. And to me, that spoke wonders because you can talk about on how awesome you are, you know, but it's nice to hear outside influences to say how awesome you are or even who you are as a person that you never even recognized in yourself. Outside influences have a huge impact too. Cause like, oh, that's how I am going to see them until we actually do get that connection of family. You know, they're kind of strangers, but not really. We're more of acquaintances. So eventually I will have that connection. But right now this is what I will see them as. At least that was my perception on things. Awesome. Those were the questions that we got from our listeners. Okay. I hope I answered them. That was awesome. And so we'll now switch to a few more questions that Lynette and I pondered. Mostly Lynette. She's the brains behind a lot of this. That she wrote to just to help hopeful adoptive couples or anyone really related to adoption understand a little bit more from your perspective. The first question we have for you is what do you wish that people understood about adoption? Um, when I first started telling people I placed my daughter for adoption, they were glad in how selfless I was and how much courage I had. But for me, I don't feel like it was courageous. To me, it was just something that I know I needed to do. I know that's different for each birth parent. But for me, that's how I perceived things. I guess for other people to understand about adoption is try to figure out what adoption is to that person that you're trying to understand it from. Like how do they perceive things? How how did they come to understand that part of adoption? And also on how how amazing it really is. Adoption really has opened a lot of doors. I found my own testimony through adoption and I gained more family members. It's just amazing. And I guess try and figure out what that 
means to other people, especially if you're close to them, is what I hope people will understand. I think it's so interesting that you shared that that people think of it kind of like this act of heroism or this huge thing. And for you, you said, you know, this is just something I needed to do. And it's funny because on the adoptive parent side as well, sometimes people are like, wow, you guys are so charitable to do that, to adopt kids. And we have very similar sentiments to you, right? It's like, this is just part of our plan. Like, this is just how we build our family. And we're not trying to be heroes by adopting. From our perspective, you are the hero. I think it's interesting that we both kind of feel that way. You touched on this one a little bit, but what were some of your initial thoughts and feelings when you found out you were pregnant? Scared. <laughs> totally scared. Um, but my parents and my family helped me through it all. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, but my thoughts were that I was terrified. I was also hurt at myself that I hurt my family. But through it all, at the end of placing and really getting to know Sean Lynette more brought a lot of healing feelings of happiness and joy and love that I didn't think I would have. At the time, I also broke up with my daughter's birth father at the time, and that caused a lot of pain too, but in a whole different perspective. But having that relationship with Sean Lynette to help build the lost that I just felt like I was constantly losing. But by the end of the day, I was gaining a lot of love. I haven't told you guys this, but you guys really helped me out. You guys were my light. You literally kept bringing me up. Even though you guys were complete strangers to me, you know, I had my family support, but I also had you guys backing me up. I knew you loved me, but you also loved her. But it was important that I knew you guys loved me. I had really bad moments and I had really good moments. So that's my feelings of when I found out I was pregnant. It was initial distraught and despair, but at the end, everything just seemed to bring me out of it. Thank you for being so open and vulnerable. I know I know it's hard to talk about some not, of these things. I'm not afraid to cry. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It's it's hard to believe that it's been ten years. Oh I know. It's, it's nuts. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> All right. A couple more questions. So what questions do you think you're most frequently asked about adoption? Do I still get to see her in I go all the time, you know, if I asked for it, they, they would have me down in a heartbeat. 
Um, and then, and then I'll pull up all the pictures that you guys sent to me and I'm like, Oh, here, you want to see pictures <laughs> and, and probably some really awkward Marco Polo <laughs> conversations too. <laughs> I don't show them those. <laughs> That's probably good. She's so funny. <laughs> but but yeah, no, I do tell them that I do talk to her on Marco Polo and sometimes Zoom and and I, you know, all the pictures, you know, I don't show them all the earlier pictures because there were so many. But I definitely show them more recent pictures. And they're like, oh, that's so amazing that you still get to see them. I'm like, I know. <laughs> well, we felt super blessed to have you in our lives too. So it's very, very mutual feelings back and forth, right? I hope so. Definitely so. <laughs> Definitely so. Okay. Uh, another question we have is what do you wish people understood about birth moms? Every birth mom is different. Even though you feel that they are courageous, they may not feel that way. Especially it depends on how recent they've placed. Because I know if I heard that very early on in the placement, it would hurt. <laughs> it would hurt really badly. So I would wish for people to understand that birth moms are people too. <laughs> I, I don't know how to word it, but they don't feel courageous at the beginning. You know, they might feel that a little bit later on. I wish that people, it's like, even though you know that they're birth parents, just talk to them like they're normal people. You are a pretty normal person. Like, <laughs> 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 well, I know, but some people, some people kind of like step on eggshells a little bit, if that makes sense. For sure. So I wish that they would just understand that they're people too. You know, you can still talk to them like normal. <laughs> All right. So what advice would you give to a woman that's considering adoption for their child? That it's amazing. <laughs> um, I, I would tell them that it will be very hard. Um, trying to find a family, trying to, you know, you can, what if every scenario for choosing adoption, you have to look at the pros and the cons. You do kind of have to what if everything at that point to know if it's right or not. I was fortunate enough to know right off the bat that I was going to be placing. My advice would be just keep both options in your back pocket until you know for sure. You have to know what is right for your child. Not for you. I I, I know that sounds harsh, but... It's not what's best for you. It's what's best for your child because they are going to have to live with your choices too. I don't mean to make that sound harsh, but that's really what it comes down to. Do what you feel is best for your child. So you've been a part of support groups, at least in the past. Mm -hmm. What are some of the common themes or the things that birth parents might struggle with or wish that others knew or understood? Oof. This is a hard one. Maybe hard to hear. As you guys have previously mentioned in your podcast that follow what you guys have promised um, is a huge, huge issue. Sadly, I, like I said, I'm so lucky and fortunate that you guys 
you know, it was a struggle at first, you know, with trying to figure out like how many times I'm going to come see you guys, how long, you know, I wanted to be there every day if I could at the NIC unit, but then it did come to a point where I knew I needed to back off, but I didn't know how, but then when you guys like confronted me, you know, it's like, okay, it's kind of time. I'm like, no, but okay. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm still kind of struggling with that, but <laughs> cause I feel like, no, I still need to keep my distance, but no, I don't need to. It's okay. I know my boundaries, <laughs> um, but, but the door is always open. <laughs> oh, I, I know, <laughs> but some people are not that lucky. I know at least two birth mothers that have placed in hopes of an open adoption to have visitations, to have photos, to, you know, talk to them every so often. But as soon as they signed their papers and as soon as everything was finalized through the court system, they literally cut all tides. And I new to birth mothers that had to suffer through that. Yeah. And I mean, I think what you just described, at least what I heard was you place a baby and there's a great feeling of loss when you place. And then if there's this spoken agreement that we're going to have an open adoption and then that changes, you're experiencing loss again. Yeah. The best way I could describe it is a void. There's a A deep void missing. And you don't know how to fix it. <laughs> that opportunity to see her help fill in that void. Yes, you guys had those very strong boundaries at the very beginning, but to be honest, I feel it was a blessing too. You got to figure out that line. And I think that. A lot of birth parents too struggled or struggles kind of with that line. Open adoption, you know, you're like, oh, well, I get to see them all the time. But there is that line where you kind of have to let it, let go. <laughs> and and I knew I knew I had because I wanted you guys to have that time with her. I think there was like a good couple weeks, if not a month or so, that I didn't talk to you guys at all after I placed. I really wanted you guys to have that time. After we got home from the hospital, there were probably three or four weeks where it was kind of like silence. And I think we knew that you needed some space. And I think we were both, at that point, I think we were all on the same page, like, hey, if if we you if we want to reach out we will if you want to reach out please do yeah it, the doors were definitely open but i think we all needed a little bit of space yeah it was it was definitely a hard <laughs> trying to transition to what was too much or too little it's like a blended family people come in and come out you know it, <laughs> eventually things will smooth out yes you'll still have some communication issues but if you constantly have that open communication, it, it will smooth out eventually. And I know that was a struggle as well as not keeping promises. Yeah, we've heard similar things from other birth moms that that was a really hard struggle when the reality didn't match the promise. Yeah. 
thinking about couples who are hoping to adopt that are waiting, what general advice would you give them? Don't lose hope. It just hasn't happened. It's not the right time yet. And even if you need to take a break, okay, that's fine. You know, but don't lose hope, even though you feel like there's none left. I love that. Hope. Have hope, even when you feel some despair. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot probably on both sides of the story. Unmet expectations and just the struggle. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any additional thoughts that you would share? Anything that we didn't ask that you feel would be helpful to people listening? Open adoption is awesome. (laughs) I couldn't have thought of a closed adoption being a thing. Like, I can't even imagine that it was still a thing five years ago. I mean, and still kind of a thing now for some cases. And I know open adoption is such a weird concept to think about because you are bringing in a whole side of a different family, it's hard to do. No matter how much I love my daughter, I couldn't imagine her in my life, like me raising her. I couldn't have asked for better people in her life. Like I said, no matter how much I love her, I, (laughs) I am glad things turned out the way they did. And I don't regret it even a little. Awesome. Well, Carrie, thank you so much for being on the podcast. You're welcome. Again, I know it's being really vulnerable and opening up and sharing some really personal feelings and thoughts. A lot of what you said will help a lot of people. So thank you so much. for listening to this episode of the Open Adoption Project. We loved hearing from Carrie today, and we hope that you enjoyed hearing some of her thoughts and her experiences. She's such an incredible person, and we feel so blessed to call her family. Please feel free to share our podcast with someone who you think might enjoy it. Next week, we'll be back with another episode. Thank you so much. 